What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Here are the notes of our community corkboard filled with this week's events. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. This week we have the Whittier Farmers Market every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Get out to the Whittier Farmers Market for your very special acai bowl from Berry Bliss. Get some tea leaves over at Zen's Tea House or enjoy some of the other delicious food from all the other vendors. On Saturday, October 28th at 7.30 in the morning, yeah, you heard me, 7.30 a.m., we are having the 2017 Whittier Spooktacular 5K race slash walk. So check that out. Um, it'll be a Halloween 5K and also a kids dash. That'll be at the Whittier Community Center, 7630 Washington Avenue. So go to active.com below in the description so you can register today. Later on in the afternoon, after you've enjoyed a nice brunch, um, you know, go home, get cleaned up, put on a nice costume, and head to the Uptown Halloween Capers, a free community event taking place from 3 to 6 p.m. at the grassy area located at 6724 Greenleaf Avenue. That is being hosted by the Whittier Uptown Association, so get out there, have fun, and, you know, enjoy your trick-or-treats. Have something like us to feature in the community corkboard? Tag us on Instagram, check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier, or send us an email at What's Up Whittier Pod at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast and think other Whittier townies would like it, recommend it to them. If you have a friend who has never heard of Whittier because we are landlocked between freeways, recommend the show. We have a lot of exciting things coming up for the rest of the year, and we'd like the whole community to join us for these exciting moments. So don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. We're both. What's up, Whittier? Getting close to the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for the first person to say something. Go ahead, Jesse. What's up, Whittier? Welcome back, everybody. What's up, Whittier? Give us some intro music, Remo. Come on. Dun-da-da-da. Some fireworks or something. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, like every week, you know, we have special guests, and uh, today we have a pair. We have a pair of special ladies. Lovely ladies, huh? Yes. Um, today we have Jennifer Portillo and Maria Mendez. Thank you for pronouncing that right. There you <laughs> go. Thank you. <laughs> I was very nervous. That, that, I was that, a little nervous. Very f- far few in between, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> That Jesse does that, right? That's the reason why I kept looking back at my notes uh, <laughs> yeah. several times just to make sure I got it right. So Very good. Um, so can we start all over or no? <laughs> <laughs> no welcome, ladies. Yeah, Thank welcome. Thank you so much yeah. for having us. Yeah. Um, I know, I, I think we've met before. I believe uh, so. I know, I'm talking to Jennifer. Um, I have not met you before, mm-hmm. but um, I think if you guys could introduce yourselves a mm-hmm. little bit and, and who you are. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. My name is Maria Mendez, and I'm running for the Whittier Union High School Board of Education. I've been living in Whittier for about 15 years. I'm the proud mother of six children. And a couple of my kids graduated from Whittier High School, and I have current kids that are attending the schools. Um, and I'm also an educator with 20 years' experience, and now I am a special education teacher. But I've taught everything, including adult education, bilingual education, a little bit of everything. So I have a well-rounded experience in education, and I'm very um, looking forward to to serving on the board. I think it would be an honor. Um, We don't have a female on the board, so that's what we're very excited about, and a Spanish speaker. We don't have a Spanish speaker, so hopefully that'll be something that we would have the honor of um, providing that representation for the board. So you're a teacher still currently? I'm an educator. I work for USD. Oh, very nice. What school? I work at 20th Street Elementary School, and I'm a resource specialist teacher. Oh, very cool. Yay. My my (laughs) wife's uh, LAUSD also. Cool. uh, Special education uh, in in, uh, Walnut Park in Hunton Park. Awesome. Walnut Park, Hunton Park. Same thing. Very high knee area. (laughs) Awesome. Very good. Um, That's why when you said uh, LAUSD, I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, it's a... That's a big group. And I went to school, so we're... <laughs> <laughs> we have, we we have yeah, something so in common. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey. No, that's good. I mean, uh, um, again, it's uh, one of those things where, where definitely mm-hmm. once you get into or have that experience, 
um, in education, to be able to get involved in the administration portion of it is very important. Um, and we'll get into it because I have a lot of a lot of things to say when I when I talk, talk, have conversations. It's with funny, my wife Christine about. started the conversation with "Don't get political." <laughs> well, I have a lot of input not, to do. It's not political. It's just really. No. I mean, it's com- for yeah. me. It's common Tell us sense. How you feel. You know? like, I agree. Anyways, don't get me started. Sorry, Jennifer. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. No worries. I feel like I'm, I'm slowing your roll here. But <laughs> <laughs> like, man. So uh, my name is Jennifer Portillo. I am an Assembly District Delegate. Um, I also hope to be one of the first Latinas on this board ever. Um, I don't know if she mentioned, but it's been about, I think, a little over 13 years since Whittier High School, uh, since the high school board has seen a woman run. Um, the current incumbents have been there for 20 years, and I feel like it's time for change. One of the most in impactful things that I like to talk about. It's kind of a touchy subject, but um, I know that a lot of you out there are probably, you know, very uh, well-versed in social media, probably on Facebook, especially if you're listening to this podcast. Um, But uh, Maria and I were at a Dia de los Muertos event in Uptown about two weekends ago. Yes. And uh, Maria was speaking to a, a teacher from Cal High It was actually, she was a teacher in somewhere in East Whittier. Oh, sorry, East Whittier. Mm -hmm. Um, And her daughter had, um, she had experienced uh, some pretty traumatic sexual harassment. And Maria was talking to her about about how, you know, how it went with the board because it was brought before the board. And uh, the family feels that while the board was very you know, nice and give them the place to speak, uh, they ultimately dismissed it. And uh, that's one of the reasons that mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of really, 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 really getting to put a woman on board, whether it be me or Maria, but I'm hoping it's the both of us because we complement each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because we complement each other uh, really well. But I, I know, I know, I know for a fact that had there been at least one single woman on that board, there would have been a lot more empathy brought to the decision-making process when it came to that. And it's just one example I mean, that impacts a student's ability to focus in school when they don't feel safe, when they don't feel listened to. Um, uh, We're going to get more into more of our platform. But anyway, so more about myself. (laughs) I'm also the CFO of a nonprofit. I do a lot of community events just kind of on my own. I did one with Remo recently. We reached out to him and he was kind enough to go ahead and and join us. Uh, We can talk about that later too. And uh, I sit on the board of various organizations here in Whittier. So I like to be very active in the community. So what's, based on everything you do, my brain's still trying to catch up on the last thing you said. What's your main um, business or, or what is it that you do I don't say for a living, but what is it that you do mainly? So mainly I, w- I do administrative work and okay. social media marketing. I'm self-employed, so I work with a lot of realtors and lenders. Okay. So marketing. Yes, marketing. Very nice. No, it's good. I mean, it's uh, I, from from a education standpoint, marketing standpoint, uh, it makes sense to be able to bring a diverse um, group. Um, I had just mentioned this to uh, – to one of our council members uh, in terms of – because obviously there, there, there's elections coming up also, right, mm-hmm. here in Whittier. And um, and for me, and even from the planning commission, um, so certain – they have certain requirements. I don't know if it's the same thing for the board uh, uh, of education. Is it education? No. What's it called? The board you guys are going for? Yeah, it's the board of education. Board of education. It's technically the Whittier Union High School Board. There you go. Education. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you guys have requirements or prerequisites on, on becoming a, mo- a board member, but – I, what I'm getting at is that these other ones do, mm-hmm. and uh, and for me, um, like one of them's a planning commission. There, you know, you have to have mm-hmm. you know either an architect or have some kind of background or experience in 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 that field. But also, you could be it could be a resident, uh, but you still need to fulfill at least like two spots that are are, are professionals, which is great. I mean, I think it's a good idea because I mean, that's almost the purpose behind it. But at the same time, it's like I think we should really open it up to other professions. And the reason why I say that is because you need critical thinkers. Uh, you need you need people who could kind of think uh, uh, at that at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you think about it, you know, like a nurse or a doctor. Yes, they're making those calls, split second decisions, right? Um, so they'll have a different perspective uh, on, on maybe the same issue. Um, and so that for me, being able to create um, uh, or or have those opportunities available for for everybody, 
um, especially for these types of roles, um, it, you'll be able to get a more powerful board uh, or group of individuals that will be able to kind of steer you in the right direction. So, um, again, I think you guys both having the same uh, or not the same but different backgrounds or different experience, I think it will definitely bring uh, uh, obviously some value to the new board uh, when you guys get elected. So, yeah, And I think the diversity, what Jesse was saying, the, per- the different perspective – when you have different like points of view is important because when you have a board that's been together for so long, everyone kind of agrees and you get that group think where mm-hmm. nothing really changes. Yeah. And a lot of times if you get new perspective, fresh perspective, it really challenges, which is, you know, for the most part, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess Jesse has some background in, in, in this because his, his wife's an educator. Me, as a person that doesn't have that much background, what is the responsibility of, of the board? And you mentioned uh, they heard a case. Mm-hmm. What is, is that the role to hear, um, I don't know, issues like that? Or is there, I guess that might be a good point mm-hmm. for us to know. It's kind of how, like, the court system works that, you know, you kind of go up until they would be like the Supreme Court okay. in, in hearing. Yeah, any complaints would go uh, probably to the school, and then if nothing is resolved, then you have the option of taking it to the board. Okay. Um, the board oversees the day-to-day operations of the schools and makes sure that uh, all of our T's are crossed and all of our I's are dotted. So this make sure is everything is running smoothly and that yeah. everybody is respected. And uh, So would the board be a... Uh, nine to five or eight to five however or is it a voluntary thing is it a like how is it like would you quit being an educator as you go to the no i wouldn't quit being an educator that's my full-time job um we would get like a small stipend okay um but i think it's just um the love of our community it's Mm. uh we're coming in from a place of service and a place of care uh we want uh better education uh for our students and uh, let me just mention that for me as an educator, it's not, it's not all just about academics. Academics is the most important. But um, in education, we talk about educating the whole child. Mm-hmm. So encompassing other uh, components such as social-emotional learning, I think is very, very important where everybody feels safe and welcomed in the schools. Got it. And when you say the whole child, it's not just about the knowing how to add and subtract and read but it's just all the exactly especially as we go into the 21st century industry is looking for um workers that can um we were talking about earlier about being critical thinkers being able to communicate establishing cooperative relationships with others in the field thinking outside the box these are 21st century skills Mm -hmm. that a lot of times are reading writing and math components don't really facilitate or give space for and I think that's what we need to think about when we're thinking about 21st century skills. It's mm-hmm. not just about the, you know, the, the core subjects. It's beyond that. It's providing skills that would enable our students, our future leaders of our community, to, um, to be resilient scholars, to be able to cope with stress. One of the big things that for me is important right now is that a lot of our young people, more than at any other time in our history, are experiencing higher levels of stress, anxiety depression Mm -hmm. and a lot of times in the schools we don't provide that space for that this is again as i was saying earlier looking at the social emotional learning of our students we want them to be well adjusted socially emotionally otherwise they're not going to get very far Mm -hmm. because just reading writing and math does not guarantee a successful life for anybody that's true and i remember like third grade i used to be the champ at the multiplication. I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was yeah, right. I was loving life, and here now you're telling me there's more to it than just. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I think that there, you know, it, definitely there is a need for that, and that's what we hope to bring um, to the board a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how many seats are are uh, are up for re-election, election or re-election? Three. Three. Okay. There's three seats up for grabs. There's three. The three incumbents are running for re-election. Uh, Jennifer and I are contesting those seats. For the so, first time in, I think, 12 uh-huh. years is the first yes. time they've been contested. How, long, really? how long are the terms? The, they're four years. Four years. Two yeah. of the three incumbents uh, have served a total um, 20 years each. Wow. So um, uh, the, our schools and our community are very different today than they were 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. Our demographics have changed a little bit, and I think it's important for our board to reflect the diversity of our community. Correct. How big is the, the board? 
How many? Oh, we, have, we have a total of seven, uh, five seats. I'm five sorry. Seats. Five, five seats. seats, yes. Well, that's a big change if three are coming up for re-election at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in two so years would alternate. be the other two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to go back to, to – um, actually, three things now. One is uh, you mentioned about depression and, and the stress in kids. I've noticed that, like, uh, uh, obviously personally, but also just seeing individuals go through that. Um, I have my theory. What's your theory? Mm-hmm. Or what, what do you think is driving that? I, oh, you go can, ahead, Jennifer. Okay. Here, I'll ask you both. Maybe w- you guys have different opinions. but I would also like to add um, a drug use aspect to that. Oh, really? Because that's, okay. that's definitely something that's happening at younger ages now. I think one of the things is, I mean, we're cutting, we're cutting programs. We're cutting the arts. We're, cutting, we're doing a lot of cuts. Right. I just recently, one of my good friends, she's a mother of two um, uh, whose students go to Whittier High School, and she called me. Like, She came out in the middle of a meeting. She's like, oh, my God, Like, they just told us. They just cut. Uh, more of the arts budget like what can we do you know like now we have to go fund me so that we can build props for the band and stuff so um i was helping her out with that i mean i don't really have too much power over mm-hmm. over you know what we can do all i can do is keep it transparent for now um another thing is uh we don't really have a lot of activities outside of school for students that are maybe just wandering around i mean we have the library up here but um i think we need maybe a lot a little bit more community effort and parental involvement um i I like like maria said it's not just you know a's and b's and adding and subtracting we definitely need a lot more put into children so that they have an outlet for stuff Mm -hmm. oh and can we add about the counselor deficit so right now we have one uh, one counselor for every 460 students that we have, where we should be averaging one for every 250. That's what is recommended. Yeah, recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, in the high schools, we don't really have a lot of... Um, we have academic counselors. Like Jennifer said, the average is about 460 students per counselor. But there's it's very different having a academic counselor as opposed to having a counselor who's like a college advisor who is a liaison between our students and the universities. I think that makes a big difference. And also we don't have counselors that can provide um, counseling that has to do with outside factors or or factors that affect our students um, besides the academics. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll I'll tell you, I still didn't get a straight answer, but but just going (laughs) through the counseling, uh, I'll give you my experience. It's... Mm -hmm. um, you're right. In terms of counselors, at least in my experience going through school, um, they were there. The only time you saw a counselor was uh, if you got in trouble or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was really no no um, way to get in there uh, for discussions of mm-hmm. your future. Um, it wasn't – it was for me, it wasn't – actually, my my discussion about what I'm going to do after high school mm-hmm. came through an educator, you know, a teacher who actually I had in class, uh, who was teaching in class, but not from anybody else mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. should be there <laughs> to mm-hmm. give that guidance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right. I think I think that's very important, uh, not just for when you get in trouble, but for mm-hmm. you know being able to be there uh, to support that child. And I think it's not the fault of the counselors because a yeah. lot of them want to be there for the kids, but yeah. because of their heavy workload yeah. and their cases, they don't really have the time to develop personal relationships with the students. Yeah. And to make sure that uh, they have that guidance yeah. um, mm, from the from the students that are going to college, a lot of them they take their A through G requirements. And as you were saying earlier, and I agree with my own children's experience, they take the school ensures that they take their A through G requirements, mm-hmm. but they really don't give them guidance in terms of how to apply for college, yeah. how to make those connections, and how to access those resources yeah. that we have. And I think that's something that's missing. And um, definitely that's something that we would like to to work on. Before I went to Whittier High School, I had gone to private school entirely. So there was a huge difference in the support that I got here um, versus there. Because by, I think, uh, middle school, uh, heading into junior high, we were already talking about college. They were teaching us how to properly write essays. We already knew how to, like, start Mm -hmm. talking about, like, finances and stuff. And um, heading back to the emotional um, support, uh, Maria and I recognize 100% that 
that the teachers are the backbones. They're the ones on the front lines doing the work. I mean, Maria, I'm sure, agrees more than me. She's one of those teachers. Um, So one of the tools that we want to provide our teachers with is how to recognize when a student is feeling troubled or maybe giving signs um, that they need help. I think that would be one way. But to in, ex- in extension to that, I think the whole issue of wellness and taking care of oneself should extend even to the teachers, mm-hmm. yeah. because we're all overworked and uh, stress, 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 and you have to teach this and have to teach that. But we got to make sure that we take care of our teachers and that we provide mm-hmm. that space too yeah. for self care. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's Alexander, owner and operator of Alexander Robert Trading Co. We are actually located at 13117 Philadelphia Street. And yes, Whittier now has men's clothing. I just wanted to pop in and invite you to What's Up Whittier's first ever live episode. And yes, it's here at my store. Alex, how can we go? Well, I'm glad you asked. All you have to do is email what's up Whittier pod at gmail.com. When you send the email, make sure you put in the subject line ARTC live show want to put your name in there your favorite color your dog's name and of course how many people you are bringing with you there are very limited seats so please send your email asap the event is going to be on november 9th at 7 p.m again here at my store i want to see you all here there's going to be drinks there's going to be snacks there's going to be fun and free high fives can't wait to see you so before we move on to the self-care and, and all that, um, let's go back to my original question. Mm-hmm. If you could answer the, the, your reason that you think why kids now are going into stress and depression and all that stuff, what do you think is behind that? I think it's a complex um, of reasons. I think for one thing, like Jennifer. Sorry, I'm going to do a disclaimer. We're not doctors. We're not, <laughs> yeah. we're not trying to diagnose here. And I'm not a counselor. It's just an opinion. Just from what <laughs> I Speak see. Speak for yourself, right? Jesse. <laughs> just from what I see with, with my children, with uh, friends of my children, young people that I work with. Um, I think part of it is, like, she, like Jennifer mentioned earlier, less resources that we have. We have okay. There's been a cut for after-school programs. There's been a cut in resources. The arts have been drastically cut. Um, the economy has made and forced a lot of working-class parents to have two jobs, maybe mm-hmm. even three jobs. They don't see their kids. I have kids at the elementary level where um, they don't see their parents until like 9 p.m., yeah. And they come home from work tired. They do their best that they can with what they have. But the, the kids are still needing that emotional support. So they look Is that for your final the answer? They look for the schools. That's not <laughs> my final answer. But like I said, it's a combination of things. That's one of them. The other thing, too, is that I think um, in addition to all of that, that um, young people nowadays feel a little bit of, uncertainty about the future okay and uh they've been told go to college go to college go to college but we realize yes. in our in our in our time and age that having a college degree sometimes doesn't uh facilitate the economy as was promised to us at one point Correct. does that make sense yeah and yeah. so kids are graduating and i know from with my own kids and friends of theirs is like well why should i go to college people are losing their jobs yeah. We have engineers and teachers that can't even get a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And architects. And architects. <laughs> so what there's an uncertainty. Me, and so how do we provide that certainty yeah. and that and, and um, optimism about the future? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a host of things. Okay. I would agree that pushing the, uh, students towards college, because scho- uh, college isn't for everyone. Um, yeah, I think uh, I've seen that kind of uh, spring up across the globe. I have a lot of friends that are teachers in different countries, and I know that uh, the pressure to go to college is kind of like a make or break, and they feel really guilty if they're struggling yeah, to yeah. get there. Well, I'll, I'll, tell you, think, Remo? I'll tell you my a couple things there. I think it's Instagram that's causing the craziness of people. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's just start there. Let me, and maybe Facebook and all the, yeah. you know, everyone's doing better than you are, and then that mm. complex happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the standard of going to college, on and it's funny you say that, coming, immigrating here as being first generation American. I don't know. Is that? Were you born yeah. here? I would, I would, no, I wasn't born here. I was oh, born in Egypt. So I don't know what generation. Anyways. Um, negative one generation. Yeah. <laughs> zero generation here. Um, the expectation from my parents was it, you, you go to college. Like there's no, you know, let's think about it, get a job, feel it out, intern. It was, that wasn't happening. It was mm-hmm. So no, having that as, as, as a background. 
I still to this day talk to, maybe not as often, to my high school counselor that said, here's how you fill out the application. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I was more engaged in the process because it came naturally from my parents. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't one of those things where even though there's 460 stu- uh, students per counselor, mm-hmm. I was going to be one of those students mm-hmm. that was going to go talk to the counselor. There was no uh, way about it. But that's because just, you know, what my parents kind of said, mm-hmm. this is the standard. Mm-hmm. So um, I agree school's not for everyone. And, and having gone through a lot of formal education, I would say, uh, if I were to go back, I the only reason that I think I, I would do it is to set a standard for my future Absolutely, children. Yeah. And and I think still that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I want all my kids and mm-hmm. all our students ideally yeah. to have that experience, um, that college experience, yeah. to have that um, education. I do think, though, at the high schools, um, we need to be real. And one of the things that I really like right now about our high schools in California is that we're pushing a dual system of education. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the college um, track, mm-hmm. making sure that everybody has their A through G requirements so that they can, if they choose, mm-hmm. to go to college. But the other exciting thing that's happening is that we've isolated or we've identified some s- industry jobs that are in high demand, that are technical jobs, that are high paying. And so we're starting to, to um, teach with those tracks too so we're doing both we're doing the college track and we're doing the technical education track and i think that's awesome because ultimately what we want is for the kids when they graduate to help to have multiple options not just one Mm -hmm. not just college or not just you know go to the workforce but to have a choice yeah yeah. that's Mm -hmm. what it's about so let let me give you my opinion or my theory here (laughs) we go Here we go. Go ahead, Jesse. We're looking. You're, we're paying you're, attention. You're absolutely right, man. It's exa- it's technology. Um, we we expect things quicker. Yeah. We we want things on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel that because somebody else uh, got on on Instagram and created this, you know, multi million or billion mm-hmm. industry, oh, yeah. that now all of a sudden we don't have to work as hard. Um, and so you get this mentality. Of, of quicker, cheaper, you know, mm-hmm. and, and bigger um, that that when you try to get into something and it doesn't pan out for you, then guess what? Mm-hmm. That stress comes yes, down on you. Depression because, no, you know, I can't, I can't, I'm no good. And, you know, um, and it's sad because um, one, and I say technology, but really it's like the internet, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, we've created something that's a, a resource that uh, is supposed to help us, mm-hmm. you know, um, and make things more efficient, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden it creates these, mm-hmm. these uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, things we don't we, we yeah. don't want to really deal with. Um, or false expectations. Yeah. And again, so for me, it's just being it's creating yeah, it's creating the, these ideas, these illusions that that uh, that you know it's and again, it's, there's nothing wrong with the individual. It's just that they're setting themselves up to a higher standard, mm-hmm. and and so now you get these these mm-hmm. uh, issues. Anyways, that's my theory. Whether <laughs> it's true or not, I don't know. I'm sure it's a combination uh, it, of everything. The whole time he's trying <laughs> to slip this the, in, by the way. Yeah. No, no, no. I just want to get okay. a bit. No, it's di- yeah. We all, and I think we all have a little bit of truth to what we're saying that yeah. is contributing to it. Bottom line, I think we're missing a lot of the human connection yeah. because when we talk about Same. technology, yeah. you know, we're immersed with our little. Um, technical yeah. piece, and uh, we're really not paying attention during dinner yeah. time or having a conversation one to one, getting mm-hmm. to know people yeah. on a deep level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's missing. And uh, certainly, the schools need to to address those things. Yeah. I think in schools they just put a tower that blocks internet connection. For <laughs> <laughs> no. Make it easy. So I I got a couple points I want to talk uh, with you gals. Um, I I I don't know where I read your guys' interviews. Um, maybe it was a Witter Daily News or something like that. Um, hmm. They did like a panel or, or questions for all the uh, board members. The I don't know. Or the form. I, anyways, however I got, I read it. But there's a couple things that I saw there um, that I thought was pretty interesting. I, I disagreed just because, um, again, having having a little bit of insight of how education works or or educator uh position works um and going through the system right i went through through public school um and and for me the big item is salaries Mm -hmm. um just not being compensated 
Um, I, I, I don't remember what your guys' response was uh, on those questionnaires, but I know there was a question there saying, you know, would you be for uh, inc- uh, salary increases, right? Um, I'm going to give you my thoughts, mm-hmm. and then you guys could answer it, uh, how, how you guys feel or, or answered it before. Um, I, I truly believe, and this is in any industry, um, I truly believe that uh, as individuals, we need to be. Uh, um, we need to know that we're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. We need to be reinforced uh, with statements. Um, I don't know what the right word is, but but we just need that encouragement, right? Um, and there's different ways of how you would encourage somebody to or reinforce that statement or that feeling that you're doing a good job, right? Mm-hmm. One of them could be a pat on the back. Uh, the other one could be a little card, you know, that you say thank you for doing what you're doing. And then the other one would be monetary, right? Um, we all receive them di- differently. Um, for my end, I, I I don't truly believe it should be monetary. But but I think the 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 one that would be more accepted with open arms would be money, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> money's uh, gold, right? It's, it's one of those things where it's universal. Um and I say this that, that, you know, in any industry, right? So, um, again, going back to my experience working at a bigger office, um, you know, we always kind of look for that bonus, right? You know, mm-hmm. Christmas bonus, you know, it's right around the corner. <clears throat> and for me, you know, um, knowing that the guy who was working hard was able to get a, a better bonus than the guy who wasn't working as hard, mm-hmm. for me, it was that, again, reinforcing that, man, I'm doing a good job, you know? I'm doing what I'm, I'm, I'm set to do. Um, so how this ties into the salary increase, I truly believe, again, looking at, um, looking at the education system, I truly believe it's a business. Um, and and the, your product is education. Um, your, your client is the child, right? Um, and so uh, to not and, – and your workers are obviously the, the educators, right? So to not compensate um, fairly, I think – uh, or appropriately, um, your workers mm-hmm. for the work that they're doing. Um, I, I just think it's very unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about administration, not to knock anybody in administration, mm-hmm. but um, I just don't think that because here's the thing: administration positions are the ones that get paid the more, the most, Absolutely. right? Um, and I get it. You know, they probably have more degrees and more years, or or whatever, right? Or special special specializations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I get that, but in terms of the in terms of the the product right that you're 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 running or you're producing um, without it without educators, then you don't have a functioning business, mm-hmm. right? Um, so for me, that's my my issue is is why I know I know everybody kept saying that the child and I don't remember you guys' response again. Sorry, Our, but, ours but, may not have been posted, but we can go through and answer it. Um, but for for the one the, the way I got it, is yeah, yeah, you're right. The child is first. The child is who you got to think of first, which is right. But at the same time, it's it's mm-hmm. you got to think about the educator, mm-hmm. because without the financial backing, you run into these issues. They they can't take care of their bills. Mm-hmm. They can't take care of themselves. Their families. They can't take care of their families. Yeah. And guess what? Then they fall into depression, mm-hmm. you know, psych, you know, mental issues, and I don't say mental, but you know, right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, and at that point, you're you're putting a, a a chink in the chain, and now you're really hurting the process mm-hmm. or the business, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's the biggest mm-hmm. issue with any district is is you shouldn't be afraid about about saying about saying um, you know. Why can't we give raises? I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it's it's, uh, and I'm gonna knock down LAUSD because uh, you know it's just that's the biggest one we hear about every every yeah. day, right? That they gotta pay out millions and millions of dollars. Like, why don't you just put that into the the teachers, you know, or educators? I mean, it's it's uh, it just makes sense. Anyways, that's my rant. I mean, what do you guys think? <laughs> um, f- I'm I'm pretty sure our answers didn't get posted, but. Uh, yeah, maybe yet, but they were submitted. Um, I remember the question. It was, if you had to choose between giving uh, teachers raises or reducing class size, which would you choose? Okay, yeah. Um, 
We began this run uh, with meeting with the superintendent and the heads of department, our assistant superintendents, and we were given a portfolio. And I asked about, we both asked about, you know, how, how our teachers are being compensated and this, the numbers we were given and the explanations we were told were that we are some of the, we have some of the most highest paid teachers in the surrounding areas, second only to Downey by like not even five thousand, like two thousand or so. So and that they are provided year long with resources and retreats and all kinds of stuff. They they can get benefits for being a teacher here. Yeah, a lot of hell. Yeah, and really good health benefits too. So I'm not sure that our teachers are struggling in this district. If they are, that's something the union definitely needs to take up with the board. Yeah. Um, my answer due to that was a reduction of class size so that it, it my logic was that it would do, reduce the stress on teachers if they were really that compensated yeah. but if they're not then you know i'd yeah. definitely take a look at that because yeah. i like exactly how you're saying it i think of it as like trickle down reaganomics but of education you yep. know so yeah I, I agree yeah i think i had a problem with the way that the question was framed mm-hmm. because why do we have to choose exactly. between decreasing the number the class size or not giving teachers a raise that they yeah. certainly do deserve. Yeah. So the issue is much deeper than that. And it has a lot to do with how much we allocate uh, financially to our schools in California. Yeah. You may not know, but California, we're the 46th state in terms of per pupil funding in the country. That means that we're almost at the bottom okay. of the barrel. Yeah. We spend about 11000 per student in California schools, yeah. whereas we spend 60000 or a little bit more um, prisoners in the state of California. So so um, that's one of the things. So where do we, what are we saying about how much investment we're providing our students? These are our future leaders of our society. So I don't like the question. I think both are important. I agree with Jennifer. Both need to be advocated for. Mm -hmm. But I do think as a teacher in the classroom, when you're dealing by yourself with 35 students and you're stressed out and you have a lot of grading to do, Sometimes releasing, lowering those numbers is going to take away some of that stress. Yeah. And maybe we prefer that than to, you know what I mean? It's, it's the better of the two. But the question is framed wrong, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll give you my opinion. Oh. Yeah, Sorry, before we go into his opinion, you, you, you're right. I mean, in terms of the, the, the cost that it takes to educate a kid opposed to have a kid in prison is, is, is insane. To add, the, add to that that a, uh, an educator makes less than the correctional, um, I don't know what you call them, security Office. or oh, officers yeah. for the prison are getting paid way more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, how, how do you justify that? that? Um, and again, for me, it's more of a, it, it's one of those things where, like, uh, when you're doing, when you have a job and you're working and you get into the stress of, like, you know, issues or whatever, it's, it, it comes down to like when you get into that issue, are you what? Can you confidently say, you know what? Screw this job. I'm only getting paid, you know, so much money. I'm out of here, yeah. <laughs> or do you say, you know what? I'm going to stick around because I'm getting paid well, and they're mm-hmm. paying me to do a good job, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. But but anyway, yeah, so I'll let so, Remo. Uh, so I, I think there's always a misconception that teachers want to to bring home the bank right you don't go into education because you're going to be rich Mm -hmm. so i think the focus of paying teachers more for you know for for a job a job well done i don't think that's always the answer i think there's some teachers out there that would want smaller class sizes want the recognition want awards you Mm -hmm. know there's a i'm getting married um this weekend coming up and um you know, one of the, the I don't know if it's a book or something, but it was recommended to me. It's uh, the signs of love or how you could how you express love to someone else. Mm-hmm. Some people Is that are your future wife. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> some some you're not married yet, man. Languages Dang. of love. There we go. And I, and I think that that could uh, you know not necessarily love, but a, a version of it for for um, uh, for for employees and workers. Mm-hmm. And it's how how someone likes to be praised. So if someone's praised in front of a big audience, to them that's worth more than any raise. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's all about the the money and the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people just like to be the patted on the back and say, "Hey, good job." Mm-hmm. So I, I think the 
the everyone gets raises isn't really an answer that's you know it's nice and people acknowledge it but a week later that for some people that just doesn't exactly doesn't one of the work. things that i think we need to work on is elevating our profession the teaching profession because for a long time our profession has been politicized mm-hmm. teachers are made out to be the villains the bad guys we aren't doing a good no. job this yeah. and that yeah. and so as an educator i think it's important to uh, elevate the profession give mm-hmm. it the dignity that it deserves mm-hmm. uh, because teachers are really the unsung heroes. Yeah, so if you guys are familiar with Chance the Rapper, he's actually a huge advocate for teachers, uh, especially in low-income communities or communities that are suffering in education. And he's gone, uh, He's I think he's trying to do an award show for teachers now so that they feel that love that you're talking mm-hmm. about, so that they feel the appreciation you're talking about. And that's something I would love to bring to Whittier. I mean, yeah. I, we should show our teachers off to the community. We should yeah. be proud of them. I like, you know, if I'm walking down the street, I want to be like, oh, shoot, that's that one teacher from, you know, Whittier High School. Dang. Like, I think that would be great. No, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. And then the last thing I would say about administrators, I think administrators should get paid higher, significantly higher than teachers because they're the ones that are going to lead the troops, assuming that they're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. It's like a CEO of a company or, or, you know, the president. I don't want the president to be driving in a car. I want the president to fly everywhere. I want him to get there on time because his time is so valuable. Same with administrators. I think. I disagree, man. Whatever, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Take this outside. The admi- okay disagree. Yeah. This, <laughs> the administrators are the ones that. Again, assuming they're performing, the ones that are going to take the the district or you know in the right direction. So, yeah. so we're agreeing we, to disagree. We can always get into Jesse's wrong, but but here, <laughs> I. Sorry, this is the only time. And it's funny because I've never taken notes. No, I was going to say, this is the yeah. first time that we both. Yeah. Um, I saw him take notes. I'm like, oh, let me take notes, notes too. Anyways, This is uh, a real life Instagram right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mo- moving on to the next one. Uh, hopefully you guys don't mind me just, you know, throwing these out. But uh, we, we mentioned Came with an agenda. <laughs> no, no. Uh, these are, uh, well, the salary one kind of sparked my mind because I read that article. But uh and for me, it's always a big issue. But anyways, we'll move on. the the uh, the The other one is the uh, the library. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've I've uh, I've been involved in in projects for universities where uh, their libraries have actually downsized mm-hmm. uh, because again, going into technology, the new age. You know, everything's digital. Nobody's uh, opening up a book anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know, and let me know if you guys want to speak about this. Which is, you know, we're we're totally fine not not talking about it, but. Um, I said we weren't going to make it a political podcast, yeah. but, but now I'm, uh, you know, these it was a these, trap. Right? <laughs> these these uh, these things that come up, which are tied to education, I think are very important because mm-hmm. if we're going to move down the same path of of continuing with with uh, with technology uh, and education, then then they should align, right? Um, so so knowing that we're trying to improve the library here in Whittier, um, one, what is your thoughts behind that? Um, and two, how does that tie into the school, or or just the 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 um, or education in general? Um, I was actually at an early Sunrise Rotary meeting this morning, and one of the speakers or members from the foundation came to speak about that. Um, and they tied it. Hev- they tied it in heavily to the schools. They spoke about the children that don't have access to computers. How our library right now is packed in the, in the afternoon hours with students that go there to do homework. I think that is a really important aspect of our of of our library, like you said. But most are upgrading to mostly technological. Um, I don't know that we need an entirely new library, um, but we do need upgrades. Um, a lot of the things that people of my generation are doing now is maintaining old structures but making them more attractive or kitschy or adding a reason um making it more of an attraction like yeah, come yeah. visit this library because of this and it saves money yeah. which is really important especially for taxpayers but if it's something the community wants um and if they really really want to turn out for it then i mean there's not really much we can do but they said we were told that there was a survey that was done before this uh before this measure was presented and that they tried to pass it before but it was tied together with the police department mm-hmm. and it didn't work out that way then they did the survey and they, I mean we were told that overwhelmingly the community wants it okay. so um, interestingly enough too the the vote is a two-thirds vote so every no um, that is voted negates two yeses so it's going to have to be about a 60% yes vote to pass 
-hmm. So I'll give you my opinion after we hear everybody's opinion of it. I agree with Jennifer. Um, I think that there are some segments of our of our communities that, believe it or not, can't afford internet, mm -hmm. and so um, they go to the library to try to use computers, to try to um, finish homework, to try to do the research. Um, so there is a need, and um, I refer to whatever the community decides. So do you? Do you want? Do you have an opinion, Remo? Mm -hmm. People go to the library still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, What's a library? You're right. Again, that's my thinking. Higher education, they're downsizing libraries. You know, uh, again, just because they're on the go. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, that's that's uh, yeah. They're that's uploading the they're everything onto their like a exactly yeah, internet library. But, but when I spent the years in college, I mean, college wise, I spent a lot of times in libraries. Same. Yeah, but you're you're but, an old cat, dude. But so but, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it was more for a quiet place. It exactly. wasn't necessarily. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the go find a book that I'll spend a half hour looking yeah. for and I'll never find. Mm -hmm. so yeah, you go we're, sit. Yeah, where, where I'm going at is is um, as much as I love a library, as much as I love a, a structure that houses all these collections um, and and wealth of knowledge. I, I think that uh, the money that would get invested towards a, li a new library should really be given to these schools mm -hmm. and let the schools address how they would uh, allocate these resources. So, for example, say uh, X school, uh, they have kids who are all uh, all about technology. Well, let them purchase some iPads and or a, a device that would give them a virtual library. Mm -hmm. um, say this other school, their big need is that they want to be able to sit on a computer and, and sort through things. Well, let's get let's get them you know computers mm -hmm. a computer station. Uh, this other school, uh, they see it that you know. For them, it's all about having a, a more uh, peaceful, quiet space where people could hang out and read or do activities. Well, let them build out a room, you know. So I think – and at that point, you're creating a, a community library mm -hmm. that's spread out through the community. Because um, to say we're going to put money into a library that's, you know, old just to keep old books on a shelf, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like saying let's keep Blockbuster around, you know. <laughs> uh, people are still going to go rent movies. You're right, but now they're renting them from a smaller kiosk that's mm -hmm. in front of Seven Eleven or in front of Ralph's. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my take. Uh, you know, I, I think that that as an educational system, even though the community is putting in a library, it's just they should both be talking to each other. I think so um, to make sure that it's serving the community, but at the same time, it's serving the true need of what education mm -hmm. or the education system needs. That's another thing about like, when we talk about bringing it to the 21st century, it's something I think we need to address in various aspects when it comes yeah. to Whittier. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You um, touched on a very important point. There's a lot of community organizations that uh, feel that the schools pretty much are functioning in a little bubble and there isn't any very direct contact or connection or communication with organiza civic organizations. And um, we need to, we should be working together, dialoguing yeah. these types of um, considerations that would impact the community and our schools. Yeah. But it's not happening, and yeah. so that's one of the things that we're hoping to bridge. Yeah. Should we be honored enough to be elected yeah. into the board? So who who bridges it? Would it be the board? Would it be the superintendent? We would can it be always give recommendation, and um, you know to encourage. The process to begin. Do you think that there's a bigger disconnect between schools functioning with one another than in the past, or do you think? I think actually the both? schools are doing the schools working together. I think uh, has improved a lot. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I know in the summertime, the teachers, God bless them, they mm -hmm. put in a lot of free hours. Mm -hmm. They don't get paid. They do um, articulation across grade levels and mm -hmm. across um, discipline areas to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So you have teachers in the science department from Santa Fe High meeting with Whittier and with the other high schools to make sure that everybody has a common planning, that everything is the same, that if I move from Whittier High to Cal High, I'm still getting the same education, and it's the same across the board. That's a good thing. Yes. I went to the best high school in the district, which is Santa Fe High School. You mentioned Yay. it. Right? Yes. <laughs> I love Santa Fe. They're all great, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Santa Fe's better. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just so, so the last thing I want to touch touch on was the arts. I mean, you just talked about, um, you know, there's really no no venue being provided uh, for these kids. Um, I say arts 
for me, it's more arts and like vocational programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, going back to my experience, that's how I got into my profession. Um, there was very a lot of hands-on um, um, uh, programs available. Um, I've gone back to do like career day and stuff like that to to local schools, and I always tell them the question is like, well, how do I get involved? You know how to. And I usually say, well, you know, go to you your... You sure they don't say, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you want you me to draw? Be yeah. <laughs> um, and I always tell them, you know, get, you know, get connected with your, you know, drafting class, which is what I started with, or, or computer class. And they're like, whoa, like, you know, we don't have that mystery, you know, so, that. And yeah. so I ask... Or I'm on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ask, I ask, you know, I've asked around at a couple of schools and, and yeah, all the schools got rid of it because... A budget cuts mm-hmm. and and uh, I think um, is it Montebello Unified School District? They've done um, uh, an ROP kind of uh, a system where now if you want to take that class, you actually have to go after yeah. class, um, which before was part of your, your your curriculum. We used to have ROP, right? We used to, but yeah. but like for example, these classes that I'm talking about, like mm-hmm. automotive repair and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they were all like an elective within your school period mm-hmm. uh, now if you want to take it you gotta you know go after school and mm-hmm. and, and learn it on your own mm-hmm. not your own on your own time um which again it gets back to the kind of like the gym thing right like you you uh i say gym thing because it's mm-hmm. me yeah. but <laughs> if you have to work extra hard to try to do something it's you know and you're not really motivated then you're not gonna do it so but if it's there, you know, you would take it. If you have to do it, then, then yeah, you're yeah. more likely so, to do it. Um, I mean, if you have the option, why not? You know, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, is that something that... I, I agree with you. And as I was saying earlier, this is something that California is moving yes. towards all of the high schools. So they're doing double, um, double education, per se, where yeah. we're teaching the college-bound yeah. track. But also, every child will also get some type of, um, we call it the career pathway yeah. track. And so we are trying to, and like I said, in California, we've identified some uh, industry jobs that are in high demand, yep. that are high paying, that you don't necessarily need a college degree, yeah. but you need training and uh, technical skills. Correct. So we're um, gearing in that direction. I think we're doing a good job, but, but we can do a better job. Yeah. One of the things that we're not doing now that I would love to see is in addition to taking those training courses or getting those skills, also getting certification at the same time. Oh, nice. It would be awesome that you can graduate from high school with certification yeah. in, some of the, in some of the fields. Yeah. Um, but that would uh, mean that we need to do uh, more work in conjunction with the community colleges yeah. and some of the colleges, but it's possible, cool. and that would be awesome. Because then our kids would graduate with, like I said earlier, a multitude of options. Mm-hmm. That's right. I can go That's this right. track, and or a I can well-rounded go to the university, or I can do both. Yeah. Right? Can and I, I think that would be awesome. Can I play devil's advocate? Of course. Okay. I hate when do people <laughs> play <laughs> devil's advocate. <laughs> All right. So does that pigeonhole people into lower-paying jobs? No way. Mm, wh- the thing that we're trying to do uh-huh. is uh, there's a lot of uh, – technical fields mm-hmm. that we don't have enough people trained for. And these are high-paying jobs. Um, so in 2015, uh, the United States experienced a deficit in manufacturing alone. Skilled workers, I believe, uh, yeah, 145,000 open mm-hmm. positions. And the number's growing since then. But positions like that, right off the bat, if you can go into them, they pay about 55,000. That's middle class, right? You know, and that's, that's uh, somebody who maybe didn't want to go to college or preferred to take this route in life, but they would be okay in life. And let me tell you something. I just want to emphasize, I'm not saying vocational education instead of exactly rigorous, strong, world-class education. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we're doing the both, both best of both yeah, worlds both and to give kids a better chance of being successful after high school. Um, and even those technical fields, the way that they're taught, and I know because I've seen some models of some of the local districts, they're high, they're highly rigorous. Mm-hmm. So they're teaching the children to think critically, to really challenging exactly. them. It's not just like wood shop where you're making. And you're applying skills that you're learning and in other classes too you. in your Very A to G. Good. So it helps mm-hmm. you cement it when you're doing real work like experience. You don't have to become a, you know, a, a manufacturer, but or you don't have to go off and become a world famous chef. But you're still using uh, things you're learning, say like in science, how to measure temperature. How how chemicals work together? Exactly. Together. You're just it makes you think about stuff outside of the box, and I think that gives our students a lot more skill. And again, in being creative, out when we set them out into the world. 
I, when I was younger, someone told me this, and I don't remember who, whoever it is, did a good job. You were younger at one <laughs> point? <laughs> so no way. Someone, someone told me about f- a formal education. You get a person, if you have a problem, you get a, a high school graduate, they'll probably give you one, maybe two solutions. You go and you get a someone with a bachelor's, they'll give you three to four solutions. You get someone that has higher education, they're looking at it from completely different angles, and they'll generate five, six, seven answers mm-hmm. for the exact same problem. Mm-hmm. So that's always stuck you know, with me mm-hmm. that the maybe the more education – actually, going through my own formal education, what college has taught me wasn't a formula, wasn't this, wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to grow my capacity of taking exactly. on more things at one time. And just being able to do more with less resources. And I think had I gone back, that that's really the biggest thing I take away. It wasn't like, you know, all the accounting classes I've taken, I could look at a spreadsheet and all that stuff. But what is, has taught me is, you know, you, you have this many hours, you can knock out so many things where before mm-hmm. I would think, oh, my God, this one thing's going to take me forever. Mm-hmm. So. Well said. I agree. Double mm-hmm. Man, I still can't <laughs> believe you're young. Is there a point? mic I can drop here? Yeah. It's going to make too much noise. <laughs> So, oh man, I'd love to sit here all night and and speak uh, uh, education and and where we're going. Maybe we have to do round two. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we we close this off, I, I want to get your guys's um, uh, purpose behind uh, running for the board um, and what you see when you get elected. What will we expect um, uh, out of your your guys's uh, position? Um, and then what can we do um, or what can the community do uh, to support you guys? That's a long question. <laughs> Hopefully you guys wrote that down. I should have. I think for me. <laughs> or just, let's start off with why, why, why are you we're doing, running. Yeah, why are you yeah. running? Uh, for me, uh, it started as a personal reason. Um, as an educator, like I said earlier, I'm really interested in uh, the human connection in the schools what motivates students, what keeps kids um, motivated to do well and to do better. Um, one of the things that happened uh, that affect, impacted me and my family was that a good friend of one of my sons in his junior year of high school, um, they were on the college-bound track, uh, very good kids. Both of them, my, my son's good friend, tried to take his own life. Wow. And that was very traumatizing for mm-hmm. all of us. It was unexpected. Uh, let me say, though, that fortunately he was not successful in his attempt. But um, after that happened, I went to the school to see what supports they had for everybody who was affected, right, including the students there. But at the time, there was nothing, and they pretty much point blank told me, no, we just have academic counselors. That's all we have. And so um, I felt as an educator that this was an important um, area that schools need to to address and uh, I'm very resourceful. I'm an educated parent. I was able to go and find help for my sons, my son. But I don't know that other parents are in that um, position. position. Yeah. And so that worried me and it left me wondering how many other children are feeling that helpless or feel dis- that disconnected mm-hmm. to not have someone to go to talk to. Yeah. And so that motivated me to at least bring this perspective. Our schools are doing a wonderful job academically. We've closed the achievement gap and 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 you know I'm 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 proud of the work that has been done, but um, looking at the whole education and at the whole child, we have other areas that I think also deserve some attention, and that's what I hope to bring to the board. Very cool, Jennifer. Um, I'm running for several reasons. I get a little emotional, like for one, so I don't mention it often. But nobody can see me cry on a podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> Christine's taking videos. Oh no. <laughs> Where's the tissue? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the. The first reason that had me thinking about it for a while was um, uh, my grandfather, who just recently passed away. He uh, he was a lifelong advocate for education. See, I get emotional. Um, so he put uh, all he, he he was first generation here, and he sent his uh, his children to college. And every single holiday, every single uh, family event that we were ever at, he would always talk about the importance of education. And, um, you know, how to just, like, do your best and uh, and to teach others to do well, too, to bring people up with you to, you know, if you're if you're sorry, higher, I don't have I don't have Kleenex. Here, <laughs> it's OK. If you're higher than somebody paper. else, you know, no, it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, you should bring people up with you. Um, so on 
on the anniversary of his passing was the day that I registered to run as a candidate, and the first person I called was Maria. <laughs> Very cool. Um, uh, after that, um, I bring. I think I know that I bring a unique perspective. Um, I have a flexible schedule. I'm already a huge advocate for a lot of people in the community. I'm at City Hall often. You can hear me talking. You know, for for groups of people like the No Motel Six sometimes or. Um, Whenever there's anything concerning the community, not even Justin Whittier, but also Montebello, Pico Rivera, LA County, wherever I can, wherever I can do anything, I do do something. Um, I also have the unique experience of having most recently been through the high school system and knowing what it's like. We have two incumbents that went to high school like 50 years ago. The, you know, the Fonz doesn't exist in our high schools anymore, so it's a little bit of a different experience. And, uh, and I'm more connected to the 21st century. Uh, there's so many things that we can do to bring our schools into the 21st century with zero cost to the community. It is, it's, it's so easy. And I just I love the fact that Maria's running, too, because she has that technical experience of being an actual teacher, knowing, um, knowing the LCAP inside and out or, you know, federal laws that I wouldn't know, but I have experience in legislation and community leadership and bringing groups of people together for a cause. So I I really hope that we both get in together so that we can bring in that unique perspective. I think you guys got to put a banner together, like both their names together. It's one or none. Whenever we speak, I always tell people, I remind them that Maria and I are the last two names on the ballot. So remember to save the best for last. (laughs) Again, I I really believe, I truly believe that the only way to make uh, the best decision is to have somebody who's truly connected uh, with the group, whatever you're serving, um, and that you're passionate because without that, um, it's two things, passion, being passionate about it, but also having the time to do it. Because mm-hmm. without those two things, you're, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, so, so again, I encourage you guys uh, uh, to keep up do, yeah, doing the good you. work. Um, now, now to get a little less serious, <laughs> um, we'll, make, we'll make these quick questions. Um, if, you guys, if you guys are hanging out or having a meal, uh, what's your go-to here and what are your... Well, now it's masa taco, but there you go. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's you. What's crazy is that Maria and I found out we're uh, we're both vegans, vegetarians. Both vegans. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So. Yay, vegans! Woo. <laughs> yeah. oh. Animal products. Yay, meat eaters. <laughs> yeah. Yay, carnivore <laughs> or meat yeah, eaters. But I really love those cut and saw the vegan fries. They're oh, pretty it's great. Really good food. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I'm glad I live close to it. Um, do you have a go-to place? What was that, the new place that I was telling you about? It's a Thai restaurant. Is it the Thai... Is green it the one thai? by my house? That's right. The like, green leaf Thai. That's green right. Thai. By, that's I like across it. the street from my house. That's yeah. really good, too. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really good. I love the presentation. It's just... Oh, amazing. they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, like an art piece. I have a yeah. meeting there after this, actually. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you should yes. Yeah, you should. I was going to ask you, actually. <laughs> Very good. If, um, if there was something in Whittier that was missing or... What in Whittier is missing that you would like to see in Whittier? I would like um, a building, maybe like Laser Tag or a Chuck E. Cheese or something so that kids can go have something to do because it's a lot of restaurants and shops and we're kind of missing that aspect. We had Nickel Nickel, but it's gone. But I would really like to have a place where kids can go and hang out. I went on many dates at Nickel Nickel because <laughs> it was so inexpensive was when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> It was two dollars a good day. He would so. still be trying if it was there. Yeah. <laughs> for me, along the same lines, for the kids, yeah. believe it or not, I'm already missing the bookstore, the half-off mm-hmm. books that we just closed. That was my kids' favorite hangout, and I remember Sunday afternoons we would go out and hang out and look for books and comic books. They had a good collection of old comic books, so um, they're strongly missed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's what I would like to see again. I don't know. So a bookstore and a, and a venue for kids to mm-hmm. to hang nickel, out. Nickel, nickel, just Stay come Stay out back. of trouble, <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're right. I mean, because I was having this discussion with somebody else locally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of high school kids that are that are out of school. They come and hang out, and they they're at Starbucks, and yeah. you know, yeah. all they have really is is uh, theater. Exactly. But you can only watch a movie so many times that you know where do you go? I'll caffeine uh, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, if you guys need need investment money or, or need something, Remo's got it. Just give me a call. I, I can write uh, checks unsigned. <laughs> He's got a few nickel checks for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't I just finish? Oh. I, I tell you, I was going to nickel nickel yeah. for dates. So. 
<laughs> now he's going to change. He's going to call dollar, dollar. Yeah. He's got to make up for it. Yeah. I, I got one last question before we, we end this thing. Um, if you guys if you guys could um, if you guys could inspire um, somebody who's coming up in your behind your footsteps. your footsteps, what would you say? I would say that you can do anything. That the um, the sky's the limit. Um, believe in yourself. Um, don't take no for an answer easily and um, keep moving forward. Um, I would say that this world will never, ever, ever stop coming at you. Learn as much as possible. Be your strongest advocate. Be your biggest fan and do as much as you possibly can. Never give up. Very awesome. You going to answer that question, Jess? <laughs> no, I'm, Let's hear your, your uh, <laughs> advice for somebody who's coming up. Um, for me, it would be um, ask a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, I like that. Ask a lot of questions um, and uh, don't be afraid to to take that opportunity. Absolutely. Right. You'd be surprised. Yeah. If you just ask for help, too. I, I think uh, the, for me, the most important thing is find a mentor, someone that yes. mm-hmm. that could Absolutely. do whatever, whatever you want to do. There's someone that's currently doing it. Um, so I would find the mentor, not just any mentor, the person that's just doing as good as possible. Um, asking is, is a sign of help, so asking questions. And mm-hmm. um, what else would I tell my younger self? And if you need to buy a home or sell, call Remo. Yeah. <laughs> Remo. Other, uh, yeah. Remo. <laughs> other than that, you know, other than the obvious. You got your cheering squad here. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think the, the mentor thing is, is really big. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I grew up selling cassette tapes when I was younger. So nice. <laughs> buy a tape. <laughs> yeah. Hustle so, early. So, so ladies, how do how do uh, our listeners follow you, gals? Um, On Facebook, you can look for Maria Mendez for school board. Um, you can also I have a web page, Maria Mendez for schoolboard.com if you google Jennifer Portillo there aren't very many Portillos around so I'll probably pop up right away on um, what's uh, the League of Women's Voter page Edge Oh, Voters Edge, uh, Ballotpedia, or Facebook. Um, I like using Facebook instead of my website because people can ask me questions directly on my wall or send me messages. So Facebook.com slash Vote Jennifer Portillo. Very cool. We'll have all this on the show notes so you guys could uh, find the information if you're driving. Um, Again, um, wish you the best. Thank you Thank so, you so much. much. Good luck. Yeah. When is the election? The election is November 7th. But save if you could vote sooner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely save the best for last for Tia Mendez. two names on the ballot. Very cool. And, and uh, we'll let Christine set up another meeting so we could have a longer discussion on just education, yes. which for me is a big topic. Um, it, it hits me hard. So I know. Uh, it feels like we barely scratched the surface. I know. So there's much a to lot. Say. There's a, uh, yeah. Um, but next time I won't. I'll try not to rant as much. I know <laughs> this is Jesse's <laughs> podcast. <I> was <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Thank you, so Thank you again for Thank coming you, on, and uh, until the next one. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye. See you later, Whittier. Peace out. <laughs>